Hello and welcome to Zbrovcast, the English language Zbrovkabano podcast that nobody asked for. My name's David. And I'd like to draw your attention to a Wikipedia article I found on the way here. Oh yeah? Titled, List of Films that Most Frequently Use the Word Fuck. Okay. Um, number one is Swearnet the Movie. Right. Terrible, apparently. 935 fucks, which amusingly beats the number two um, film titled Fuck, which is a documentary about the word fuck. Wow. And only contains 857. Okay. How are you, David? Uh, I'm going to be saying fuck a lot, I think, throughout okay. this episode. <laughs> well, uh, we, can, we, can, we can break the podcasting record. <laughs> was this. it 930-something? <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck can. off from fuck off cast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Classy. Um, yes. Please don't fuck off, please listen. Yes, that's, thanks for that. Um, we have a fairly straightforward show today. Uh, two games, two previews. Hot or not, a potted history of Prosty Offer, which is more interesting than you'd think. (laughs) My expectations are pretty low. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, more interesting than absolutely nothing at all. You know, it'll fill five minutes of air. And, uh, yeah, we've got Beer of the Podcast and uh, all your regulars. So, um, do you have anything to add before we get going? Fuck. We had an away game two weeks ago. We were in the capital, and yes. we were at whatever Letner is called at the moment. Yes. The something or other, for sponsorship reasons, arena. The Epit Arena. Is it? Good. I'm sure it's having a wonderful time. And we beat Sparta, B. We, we did beat Sparta, <laughs> B. B. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so I watched this. It was on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not go... To Prague for a Friday night kickoff at quarter to six in the evening. I I'm also not did not do idiot. that. Yeah, um, about seven people did though. One thousand and eighty-seven in total. Total attendance. I mean, like of our like of the Spravalsi, there was like seven or eight or nine people. I yeah. think so. I mean, remember when um, Sparta did all that racism stuff and had to play some games behind closed doors? Yeah, that sort of feel mm. um, for it. I mean, tremendously amusing game, in the sense that. In an empty stadium with, you know, about a thousand people, the uh, the commentary team was putting a hell of a lot of enthusiasm into it as if it was a uh, a big crunch match. Mm. Um, I mean, there certainly there certainly was a match of football played. And, of course, we were reunited, of course, with um, a certain Mikhail Shevchik, who played he did. most of this uh, most of this game. I think possibly even the um, the 90 minutes. Um so two one to the uh, to the away side were absolutely direct for the first half. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of time to, to really get into it. Yeah, they scored uh, after twenty five minutes. I noticed, and en- then Endel posted missing completely for that one. Oh yeah, um, it's just it just stands there, mm. which is not like uh, Endel. <coughs> Harsh. Yeah, but okay. Um, that back four actually now looks like it's going to be the back four. Uh, Rabin Ashural, Endel Granetchny. Yeah, uh, it gives me a little bit of the fear that Shural and Endel are partnering because that was a huge issue, I thought, uh, last season. I mean, they were up against far better opponents, but, you know, maybe they'll just learn to work with each other without being given the runaround constantly. For, yeah, for this league, fine. For this league, fine. Um, I also um, didn't mind um, Kamso Mara in this game. He the assisted half. the sec. Uh, no, he assisted uh, Resnijek's equaliser. Yes, he? and it, w- it was his his first game for us actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, because it was first half was um, 
you know, 1-0 and then, you know, very little sort of happened really in the maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of the of the second half. And you got the sense that, you know, we were slowly growing into it, but weren't really going to uh, really you know, possibly get anything out of this game. And actually when Resnicek does score um, in the uh, 82nd minute, you're actually quite content going, you know, it could be worse. We're going away from Prague with yeah. a point. Uh, possibly a fortunate one as well, because um, I've, I've had a look at that goal a couple of times uh, because Resnicek pretty much heads it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I couldn't for the life of me imagine <clears throat> how um, the keeper couldn't save it. Um, he, he seemed to go down at a very awkward sort of angle. I think they sort of misjudged everything and, you know, somehow it goes into the um, the net. The net, the Spartan lad playing centre-back looked distraught by this, which was quite funny. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we actually take home all the points with uh, what amounts to a smashing grabbers on the 88th minute. Yeah. Uh, Shural pops up from a gas cheek assist to secure the points. It's a good cross from gas cheek, actually. Mm. It's a, they, they do my least favourite thing in the world, which we all know is a short corner, um, but actually plays it plays it back to, to get, uh, reduce the angle. And it's a fair play to Shura, because he doesn't really score a lot. No, but it's a really great glance and header at the back post. Really enjoyable goal. Nice. And he is fucking delighted, man. <laughs> yeah, he's just saw the pictures. Got a bit excited there, so I knocked the mic. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he sort of like, it's like tears down, tears down to the OAC section the slides very much like someone you know when someone gets announced at a royal rumble and they come in and like <laughs> spot 25 and they're running down with a chair or something like that very good indeed um great scenes yeah. um, um away section looked <laughs> pretty worse for wear but i think that was maybe the the, the drink on uh yeah uh on sale as well but you, you couldn't really be happier with that because sparta away but to be away, as yeah. Well, any any iteration of Prague away, they've caused us trouble in the past. Yeah. And I mean, last time I think we were well beaten two nil by them uh, in Prague, and where it, it does do wonders for one's confidence when you know you've played pretty subpar yeah. and yet you've somehow come away with um, mark of champions, or, as the cliche goes. Mark of champ. Well, these champions are going to have to get quite close to the top of the table soon. Um, but yeah, I think that's sort of in a in a nutshell how that game panned out. Yeah, um, it would also be the last um, appearance or n- non-appearance, in fact, of uh, young Martin Tommel, who has decided to piss off. Yes, young Martin Tommel, who lasted two months, I think it yeah. was, and he has already signed for Hrugim, and mm-hmm. he went immediately into their squad. Yeah. Um, Talking of uh, him, I had actually prepared this before he did one. Would you like to play? Hey. Would you like to play Patton or Rommel with Martin Tommel? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Right. Our now departed Solonee <laughs> from Bohemians is, as we know, a big military history fan. But he'd like to know if these statements are describing George S. Patton or Erwin Rommel. <laughs> oh dear, my World War II, my favourite of the wars. <laughs> um, uh, you ready? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Patton or Rommel. These, 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 these are just going to get progressively worse as the season goes on. I'm all for Worst it. Worst stroke. Amazing. Let's go. All right. We'll start you with an easy one. He was known as the Desert Fox. Um, oh, God. That is uh, Rommel, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, number two, he was described by Churchill as, quote, an extraordinarily bold and clever leader and, quote, a great field commander. He, oh, he might have... Um, he was actually quite good at doing these things to Nazis as well, wasn't he, Churchill? I'll go for Rommel again. Well done. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, he knew an adversary... Blah, 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 blah. He knew an adversary that knew what he was doing when he saw one, mm. I think. But his, fa- his Africa campaign was famous, wasn't he? Mm. So, um, yeah. Um, then Monty kicked his arse, I think it was. A combination of the two, I think, oh, I yeah. Uh, number three, he studied fencing and designed a cavalry sabre that was issued to troops in World War One. Sounds like Rommel again, but I think Rommel was a bit too young. Um, Patton. Bang on. Okay. Yep. Uh, number four, he believed in reincarnation and reckoned he had lived former lives also as a soldier. <sighs> I think I've heard that before. I think this is where I drop the point, but I think it sounds like I, I think I, I'm going to go Rommel. You are dropping the point. It was ah. uh, yeah, it was George S. Patton. And finally, number five, his depiction by many authors and historians after the war gave rise to the insert name here myth, a possibly skewed interpretation of his character and style of command. Patton. No, ah. the Rommel myth. Basically, because he was he was characterized as like the good Nazi because he, uh, he was professional soldier. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. like. Uh-huh you know, um, seen as, like, apolitical and just, yeah, he was just, like, very unsympathetic towards the Nazi leadership. He was originally part of the plot to assassinate Hitler. Not true. Yeah. But because he was seen as sort of, you know, sort sort of did everything by the book, you know, sort of British sense of fair play in a way. He was characterised as, like, the good Nazi. But, yeah. Um, (coughs) There is no such thing as a good Nazi. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, should we talk about Prostioff? Yeah, sure. One thing that, uh, I think, uh, we forgot to say in the previous, um, part of the podcast was was also the last uh, appearance for um, Musa Ali. Yes. Who has gone off to Ceske Budjavica on loan with an option to buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he scored a goal. He did. Yesterday. He scored a goal. Um, something has happened that they want rid of him. There's been rumours flying about that either attitude or also that he was getting into debt or something like that. Yeah, he owes some hundreds of thousands of crowns to agents for either welching on movements or signing things he shouldn't have signed or, Uh yeah, a combination of, I think, sort of attitude and sort of basic naivety means he's in a bit of financial trouble and they just want shut of him, basically. This is, uh, I mean, this is uh, unfortunate because... Uh, one of the things that we said at the um, you know start of the season was that it was good that we still had him, um, but now what you're saying there makes a lot of sense considering that he had apparently all, almost you know signed you know this deal to some uh, was it Lokeren or somewhere in Belgium yeah. that was supposed to and go somewhere in Poland was mentioned as well, and yeah I think he just signed whatever was put in front of him and. So, I mean, it's now, especially loan with an option to buy, 
strongly suggests that the club just club just want to cut their losses here. Yeah. And we might get some money, maybe. It won't be much. Who knows? I think it'll be a loss to this side. Yeah, I do too. But anyway, we go forward. Uh, and uh, myself and Ben and Julia and Alex and Liam all went to Prostioff, or, well, we went to Olomolts, I should say, yes. to watch Prostioff playing at uh, HFK Olomolts' ground. On Saturday morning, it was a 10.30am kickoff, and I'm afraid to say the game was largely an irrelevance. Good stadium, but... All right stadium. Not a great view, but the game was largely irrelevant due to the uh, usual suspects and their increasing amount of racism. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, uh, Robert Bartolomeu was getting the monkey noises immediately Uh because he was attacking the right-hand side of Uh the pitch, which is where the away fans are at that sort of bottom end, Mm -hmm. let's say. Um, Within 10 minutes, there had been a warning over the PA system for our fans to stop doing the monkey noises towards Bart. Uh, Nobody really listened. And they uh, are now including a new song in their repertoire, which uh, is, quote, Gypsies, women and blacks should not be near a football pitch. Um, uh, Yeah. So we're going to get fined for this again. Yeah. Um, The club needs to actually do something. I yeah. mean, it should have done something before, but this is getting beyond a joke, frankly. I mean, we won 1-0, but the whole experience, like, because it was it was also weirdly kind of muggily, stiflingly, damply hot uh-huh. as well. And it's it's just, it's a crap place to get to. It's difficult to get to, and you have to walk around that, like, petrol station industrial estate thing to get yeah. to the away end. And everything about the whole experience, the whole morning was upsetting, depressing, and just, I couldn't wait to get away, frankly. The whole thing was just horrible. Mm-hmm. I got up at noon, cleaned my living room. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. I mean, I will say we won 1 0. Goal's nice. Um, yeah, uh, Resnicek scored. Two smart saves from Berkovets kept it in it. And uh, big Tomasz Maletz, uh for them is excellent at shithousery. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loves it. But yeah, Prosty off generally the better side, particularly in the first half. We had about 10 minutes of decent play, but they should have been at least one goal up going into the halftime break. But yeah, like I said, just a, just a fucking upsetting, depressing set of humans. I mean, it was all the usual suspects, a couple of the... Knuckle, more knuckle dragging ultras. That lad who always looks like he's two sandwiches short of a picnic. Uh huh. Yeah. This is yeah. This is uh, becoming um you know uh more and more of an issue I think in actually the motivation to go follows Brovka away. Yeah. It was the first time I felt I there's I I don't want to be here. I don't want to be involved in any of this. Mm-hmm. It was just it was yeah. It was the first time I'd really felt like really properly felt. I should just I should just fuck this off really. And, and this circles back so when you know people you know do start exposing this or you know you get the news of a you know a you know a fine from the from the Czech FA I think last time it was something in the region of 60,000 um wow. could probably be the same um this time round. What they'll do with that sort of stuff and that's reported is they'll obviously show a photo of the crowd. You're going to be in that crowd and that's I think is one of the reasons why people need to start being careful 
um, just by association. Um, I mean, hopefully we just start identifying these people and booting them out of the club, but that's not how Czech football works, which is in itself incredibly depressing. Yeah. Um, rest of the day was good, though. I was going to say... I mean, had a nice I, day out in all I, I was going to hope you had, like, did you have more of those Rommel questions? Just to, <laughs> no, uh, no, after, no after, after that, we all went, we all went into town and we had a uh, lovely lunch at um, uh, Umoritze. Okay. Which is just off the square. It's like a Pilsner pub. Oh, nice. And we had ribs and a couple of jars. And then Alex had to run for his train at like half two. Because he went to go see two matches that day, he I did. believe. He went like to Gillian. Yeah. What a lad. Um, so, yeah, we had um, yeah nice lunch, a couple of jars. Then we walked around, stuck our heads in three churches, mm-hmm. uh, took some photos. Julia and Liam both had uh, hipster juice things out of mason jars with straws. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we slowly wandered back to the station, got the train. We were back in Beno by six. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good and, town. And, and, you know, the sun came out after the game. It was only shit for yeah. the game. And then as soon as we were back in town, sun came out. That's a nice metaphor for that day. That's, that's not bad. I mean, it's a, it's a nice town, all the modes. And, you know, it, it's not far at all from, from yeah. here, of course. Hour, hour and a bit. So, yeah, well worth your visit. Um, Glad I didn't make it now, considering that. But also, I got very drunk the night before as well because I was enough. playing the uh, the open mic night. Yes, and I uh, was I, that good. It was good. Yeah, I have. Um, they've started recording them. Oh, so you can, if you want to, you know, rip them for promo and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You can do so. Um, I might. Um, I might actually stick one of them up on uh, on the Facebook at some point soon because I decided for for some reasons to do a Kate Bush cover, which actually went down quite well. Okay, cool. Right, let's do something a bit happier. Let's do hot or not. Yes, sure. It's time for hot or not. And with a uh, a slight piece of trend buckery, uh, I've got two of each, but two of them are really short. You so. rebel. Okay, well, I, uh, I have mad. the traditional, so why don't you kick us off with one? Right, I'm going to start with a knot, and it's that bloody Spurs Postacoglu Angels song. If you haven't heard it. Is it? Is, I have not heard it. It's some, somebody. Is has, it Angels by Robbie Williams? Yeah, but somebody has put a lot of effort into writing basically like a whole verse and a whole chorus about how they're loving Ange Ball instead. I'm not going to put it on here because, frankly, I don't want to waste my time downloading it off YouTube or whatever. But if you fancy listening to it, find it. Uh, Mike sent it to me. Hello, Mike. Hi, and Mike. we both decided it's it's crap in both directions because it's far too much effort has gone into this. Yeah. But it's still not actually very good. That's a hallmark, isn't it? Yeah. So that, that's, that's a big fat knot. And I'll also give you a quick hot... And it is the lesser-spotted Václav Fladky. Uh-huh. Until right now, I'd totally forgotten about him. Turns out he's been incredibly good for Ipswich in the Championship. Oh, is he in Ipswich now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, after leaving St Mirren, he went to Salford City, had yes, two seasons yeah. at Salford City. Uh, Ipswich uh, signed him, and now he's a proper good Championship now keeper. He's, now he's a tractor boy. Yeah, he's only 32. Excellent good ex Zbrovac there. Yes. Yeah, so good for him. Good news story. Yeah. Um... Okay, um, I'm going to go with not because we might as well finish on a on, on a hot uh, as well. Um, and I'm just going to come out and straight say it, David, the Spanish Football Association. <laughs> yes. When have they ever done anything like remotely normal? That's my question. <laughs> like, so, you know, 
I mean, this obviously this whole you know sort of um, sexism and football scandal. It is um, the story right now. So. Um, and it couldn't be going worse for them, uh, but, but has you know, in fairness, um, distracted people from, of course, one of their other greatest hits, which was "There's no racism in Spanish football. All those black players are lying," mm. which was also um, a hot take, I yeah. believe. So maybe um, we need to get certain sections of this Broyovka support and get them to, I don't know, support like Las Palmas or somewhere instead. Yeah, the Spanish have lurching from, from one catastrophe to another and now an old woman's locked in a church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, uh, it's just the greatest witch hunt of all time. It's very Trumpian in some ways, isn't it? Like, yeah, Blood, I mean, bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to them taking FIFA to court or whatever they said they, they would do, which is absolutely normal behaviour for for <laughs> everyone involved. Um, you see groping someone on the telly or whatever, and it's like this must go to cast. Bunch of idiots, a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, Spanish FA. Yeah, good one. Go yep. fuck yourself. Yeah, obvious, but you know, bang on. I have got a not. Um, I have no love for Chelsea, as has nobody really. Yeah. However, despite breaking the British transfer record twice in a year, Chelsea have decided that the £10 maximum price for coach travel for fans to away games is not financially viable and have discontinued it. What <laughs> club? The coach subsidy budget for the entire season was reported to be around £250,000 a year. Or, like, two weeks' wages for one player. Sure. And, obviously, this service is used by uh, a lot of um, uh, elderly people, people with reduced mobility, who just want to pay a 10-quid flat fee Mm -hmm. and get a bus to an away game. That no longer happens because they've taken that price cap away. Well done, Chelsea. And and another excellent PR win. This is just... I mean, truly a club like, uh, you know, like this just... uh, I don't know. It's just There's a lot of stuff happening in football right now, right? There is. Where you're just like... People don't get other people to look over ideas first and go, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. Mad. Mm. You got one more? I do. Um, this is a Twitter thread. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, David. And it's just called Previous Hibernian Managers as Drugs. All right, that sounds more fun than mine. I'll do mine first then. <laughs> okay, good. And we can finish on that because that sounds a great, uh, incredible. My host is uh, Julian Browning. This was a couple of weeks ago. I think I maybe missed this. This was at Portsmouth versus Cheltenham. A big game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the assistant referee was injured in the first period, fourth official, obviously, Stephen Brown steps in. And then he also picks up a knock uh, with about 15 minutes of the second half oh, yeah. gone, leading to a plea over the Fratton Park PA system for any qualified official. I've always wanted to be somewhere where there's been that plea. Yeah. Um, enter local league referee Julian Browning who said, um, I got some kit from the um, officials and a spare pair of boots appeared in the changing room and he admitted he was nervous because he was saying, if they score, how am I going to react? Oh, yeah. Because obviously, you know, being a Portsmouth fan and all, you're going to be accused of bias or whatever. But yeah, he ran the line for the half an hour plus 23 minutes of stoppage time while they found and suited up a new assistant (laughs) referee. Uh, Absolutely fine. Uh, The game ended (laughs) (laughs) nil-nil. That's great, though. Yeah. That's really good. Um, do you want to hear about previous Hibernian managers as drugs? Certainly do. Um, I'm just going to go through some random ones. There's a lot of them here. I'll go through some of my favourites. Um, we'll, we'll start with a strong one, which is Alex McLeish was cocaine. A big initial lift, kept going by regular squad additions, sharp, edgy, addictive, memorable times, but leaves you with crippling debts and big problems when you give it up. <laughs> 
So that's one of them. Um, Alex Miller is Evo Stick slash Glue. <laughs> Famous and strong in the 70s and 80s, but by the 90s, no one could believe it's still a thing. A strong yet monotonous high. Um, we'll go for... Uh, this is this one. I like this one. Mixu Patalainen was old-style hash resin. Everyone knows it. Inexpensive, familiar. You know exactly what you're getting with it. Not many huge highs, but a good steady, steady habit that won't do much harm either. And finally, Tony Mowbray was old-style medicinal opium. <laughs> Highly recommend you. Um, I'll retweet it on the uh, Zboryovcast um, page. It is a wild ride. And congratulations to the um, the account, which I believe is um, a fan account about 90s, um, uh, 90s hibs. Um, for, for doing that, it gave me quite a good laugh. Excellent. Yes, a nice way to end that. Would you like... A potted history of SK Prostioff. Oh, yes, please. Good, because there's one coming up right now. Okay, here is a quick potted history of Prostioff. They're old. They're very, very old as a club. Yeah? Yeah. This was surprising. There are a few surprising things, actually, about this. They were founded in 1904, meaning only five clubs... In the top two leagues older uh-huh. than Prostyov. Have a guess. See if you can name any of them. Slavia. Yes. Uh, Sparta? Yes. Um, Bohemi- uh, Bohemians, of course, 1905. No, that's the year after, yes. isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm maths. Um, across two divisions. Yeah. There's w- oh, Victoria Zizhkov. Yes, that's the third one. And there are two more, and they're both in the top flight. Okay. Um, might have to edit this for a moment. I'm just going to... Um, sort of going through the thing on my lit on my head. I'll take a guess at Bani Kostrava. No. But no, I've said Bohemians, and it's not Cheska Budjevica. They were nineteen nineteen, I believe. Um, um, I'll give up for the sake of airtime. Okay, it was Cheska Budjevica. Oh, it was. Oh, so I'm and, wrong then. Uh, the other one, oddly, Mlada Boloslav. Mlada Boloslav. But, but but they were a factory. Oh, of course. So they would have been, you know, when the factory was still making like bicycles and stuff. Where did I get 1919 from for Cheska Budivitz? No. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was amazed they were that old. Uh, they've been a second division fixture for years, but actually played top flight football between 1934 and 1943. When the club started, the only available surface that they had to play on was a military training area. So they put the goals up and marked out the pitch before each game and then took them down and sort of uh-huh. put sand on the line so they could, you know, continue doing military training on the on the big bit. Because there's a big there's a big like a military uh facility near there. Okay. They do um I was I was told this I think Alex told me this. Um the name but basically it's the training centre for like the Czech version of the SAS. Okay. Is based near there. Uh, yeah, and has been since, you know, forever. Um, by 1912, the military had got sick of this uh, because they had got sick of uh, spectators turning up in their hundreds and just sitting around on their <laughs> training area and watching the games. So they banned them from using the area, and by now the club had grown into Prostyov Sporting Club anyway. They had tennis and athletics and various other things. Mm-hmm. So they moved to a multi-sports site known as Usladovna, which was next door to the brewery. Oh, yeah. Next to the Sladovna, obviously. They also had a part-time ice hockey team which played on the brewery's frozen pond in winter. 
which is very, very... <laughs> tri- Czech. Yeah, Czechoslovakia in the <laughs> 1920s sort of thing. <laughs> Lovely stuff. After World War I, they moved to Nakolarova, where they still are now, where the ground still is today in various forms. And they played European football three times between 1935 and 1937. That's a long time ago, surely. Yeah. Um... Do you know the name of the cup that existed then? I do. I I, I do not. Fifties is where I start. All right. It was called the Mitropa Cup. Uh huh. Okay. So for Middle Europa, obviously. Yeah. And in their three seasons in that competition, they were knocked out by Admir of Vienna, Uipest, and Grasshoppers, respectively. Okay. So that's nice for them. Post World War Two, the decline began. However, with the club knocking around the second division and the regional leagues, in 1996 they incorporated. You mentioned this previously. Uh, yeah, they incorporated a Borno team, and I couldn't remember if it was t- um, the the team formerly known as Red Star, or if uh, I think it was the the the, the Kralovopola uh, uh, team. Was the Kralovopola team uh-huh. who were founded as Spartak Kralovopola uh-huh. and were the original tenants of Serbska. Yes. Until they were absorbed by uh, Prosyov. At the time, they were called Lurk Bono. Uh-huh. And that's like, like like capital L, small U. Small E, capital oh, okay. R, capital yeah, K. That's it. Which, as <laughs> it's, uh, it was a uh, sort of local Moravian uh, retail okay. chain. And uh, L-E-R-K was an acronym in Czech. The uh, uh, translation was cheap, fast, high quality. Cheap, but like quality burn out. Yeah, I mean, we could do with that again. Some might <laughs> yes, say, certainly could. It's not exactly what is it, you know, always stimulating, a joy to entertain, you know, all these uh Dutch names yeah. that we have, but yeah, um, Philip the Second and Never Despair, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or whatever it was. Um, yeah, so they incorporated cheap, fast, high quality Crowder Apollo Bono in 1996. <laughs> Please name the episode this. <laughs> And in 2012, they began their proper climb back to where they are now. So that was there was a lot more information than I thought. That's actually. genuinely fascinating about the the military training grounds. And yeah, stuff. That's there, really there good. Well researched, David. Thank you very much. Um, that will be that for that section. Do you have a preview for us? Yeah, of course I do. Let's do a preview. Excellent. Righto. So just before we go into our preview of Varnsdorf, um, I am delighted, of course, to announce that the full-time whistle has gone in our cup match, which is uh, being played this uh, fine this, Wednesday. This, this now. The yeah. uh, 30th of uh, August, uh, year of our Lord 2023, with a 4-0 win against Vsetin, mm-hmm. um, with Kozelu, Fausek, Potocny and Divisek on the score sheet and for that, the good guys. And that is... Uh, Yet another tick in the uh, predictions made on the uh, podcast the coming not to pass thing because I when I put the uh, squad up about two hours ago I put uh, this side against unbeaten Vsetin has banana skin written all over it. It's a 4-0 win. Strolled it apparently. Yeah. Um, I was talking a bit to the Konya Berninski um, Twitter site um, on the way here because they uh, the boys are at that game. Yeah. Um, and apparently it has just been completely smooth sailing. So Lovely. nice to see it. Um, oh, one thing I will say about uh, Fosek. We we spoke little about the Prostyov game for obvious reasons, but Mara, good. Yeah. Potochny, good. Mm-hmm. Fosek was given 10 minutes. Very good. 
and he started this one and he scored. So hopefully, yeah. maybe we'll see a bit more of him. I would love to see more of Handsome Adam. You know that. Of course you would. So, um, yeah, and maybe we will see it um, at the ADAX Invest Arena or whatever we're called. Yep. Um, winless Varnsdorf uh, on the, one of the longest trips of the season. Um, so I wonder if this is going to be a Doctor's Broyovka situation <laughs> or not. Um, Varnsdorf. I'm glad that we're sort of making that a thing. Doctor's Broyovka. Yeah. It just keeps it, it keeps happening, <laughs> so maybe we have to stop it. Um, reasonably dependable second tier side Varnsdorf, um, a proper of their level club in my view. Mm. So small budget, smaller fan base, um, quite geographically isolated by um, Czech standards. I believe they're about an hour away from Liberec's. Yeah. Um, and they're sort of tucked in between Germany. Yeah, tricky place to get to. You remember we went on the train, we had to pass through both Germany and Poland to get there. Yes. We went over border, 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 border. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, that was a long journey. That was that long was day. a train to Pardubitz and then a train to Liberec and a train there. It was like eight hours, I think. Or something yeah, it's like a long that. way. Anyway. Um, great when you get there, but am I desperate to uh, go back? Doesn't matter because we're at home. Um, so um, they finished in sixth place for two seasons in a row now. So, um, and that's real progress from them because the year before that they survived relegation um, by three points, and then the season before that they survived relegation on head to head. So <laughs> really, really going up there. Um, so I don't think that there's going to be really any panic stations at the moment for Varnsdorf. I think you know a lot of things are too early to call right now. Um, they are competitive. Um, they are bottom of the league. They haven't won, but they have scored only one less goal than we have. So One fewer goal. Every fucking time. <laughs> honest to God. Like, shout out my girlfriend uh, that also does this. Um, so I think Varnsdorf supporters, all four of them, will point out that two two draws with uh, Sparta B, 3-3 with Vlashim, show that they can find the net. Yeah, they decent. Can put teams yeah. to the test. Um with the exception of the 2-0 loss to Tabor, which was on uh, last Saturday, um, they've only lost matches by a single goal. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, a 2-0 loss to Tabor is no great disgrace at all. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tabor look all right this year. Right. Um, f- frustratingly. Um, one thing about Varnsdorf, though, and this is... Can I just say this is this is really great for someone that has to write these, um, is that they don't really do that much business <laughs> um, outside of the loan market due to their size and their budget. Um, so, uh, case in point is they had 12 loanees last season. Um, so, you know, what you expect of them each season is to maybe, um, rebuild from, you know, the guys that have left and then add maybe two or three free transfers, mm-hmm. top up everything from the, the loan market. <clears throat> um, so this season they have eight on their books, um, right. in the loan market, um, four free transfers. Um, I think it was the last episode of Zbrovcast that we talked about Philip Fierbacher, mm-hmm. who was tearing up for Hrudim last season. Um, so he's now landed in North North Bohemia, as I'm calling it, um, for the uh, season. Um, or South South. Um, Saxony. Saxony. <laughs> um, he scored four times already. So um, nice. yep. he's 21. He's contracted Hraditz uh, Kralova. He's got he'll be, uh, Slavia in three years. He has got yeah. I mean he yeah. He's got he's, he's got Slavia's bench written all over him, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? Um, uh, but he should have a bright future ahead. Um, so Slovan have also allowed them to keep on uh, Christian Michal for one more season in defensive mid. Um, his teammate Dominic Gembitsky comes in from the right wing, and he's got experience at this level playing for three nets. So there is a little bit of experience even in the loan market around some of these um, these players. Um, <laughs> experiencing one-sided difficult to get to stadiums absolutely um, 
But you know with clubs like this size, David, there's always a wild card. There's yeah. always a what the fuck's going on here card. Yeah. And that will come to the... Uh, the Three t- caps for Liberia. Come on. Um, we're, we're get, um, I've got a banger later on for you All on right, that regard. Fair um, but we have, um, we have the transfers of Simon Oman and Solomon uh, Osage. Simon Oman? Simon Oman. Right. Simon Oman. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing there. Um, so yeah, Simon Oman and Solomon Osage from Club Operario Desportivo. They are from the Azores in Portugal. Incredible. They play fifth-tier football from what took a long time to find them <laughs> in terms of um, or trying to find you know what they were competing that in. Is wrong. That is... That is just somebody from the club has gone on holiday to the Got Azores and gone, you, you, in the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. That's incredible. Doing, doing the signing of an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is remarkable. <laughs> Two more super box over here, please. Um, but yes, um, they've, I mean, and right, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, okay, so there are two Nigerian players from a fifth tier of the Azores coming over to Varnsdorf. There's something happening here, lads. There's some sort of laundering scheme. But they've actually already had game time, and Osa guy's already got an assist. Oh, central midfielder. Um, so yeah, um, and I can't not do a podcast about uh, about Varnsdorf, sorry, without shouting out club captain Pavlo Rudnitsky. Um, evidently loves this part of the world because he's now in Varnsdorf for his thirteenth year. Whoa! So um, he's he's only he's, played half the games this he's, season. He's part owner of the Cotswold Brewery. He's yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's <laughs> thirty. Why he's, he's still he's, there? He's thirty-five. He's getting about fifty percent game time, and I think he's probably earned that break. So shout out, Big Pavlo! I can't imagine you're getting paid much at a club like that. Um, no. But still, I hope you go home in tears at the weekend. <laughs> right, lovely. How charitable. I think for this one, um, and I'll throw this over to you, David. Is what we actually need is we, you know, I don't think either of us have really seen a good good Zbrojovka performance this nope. season because the good good one was uh, when we were um, away and we missed Rudim. So I think we need something like that this time out. Yes, it would be nice. Um, yeah, as you say, it would be nice to have a decent home performance because as, as you say, we, we missed the Rudim one and those last two away games against Prostioff and Sparta were absolute like chugs to wins that we sort of didn't deserve, but mm-hmm. we got them anyway. So it would be nice to kind of, particularly after this result today, you know, sweeping a team aside, you know, no matter what league they're in, 4 yeah. nil, it would be nice to play with a bit of swagger and maybe sort of kickstart the season yeah. this weekend. That would be nice. I'd yeah. enjoy that. Absolutely. Um, Friday, uh, Saturday Night Football, of course, 5pm um, kickoff yep. for that one. If you are in the area, hope to see you there. Yeah. Uh, let's have a bit of the podcast up next. It's a bit, 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 Sorry, I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, boy, it's yeah. Uh, beer of the podcast. I, t- I sort of, I sort of lost faith in myself as soon as I started doing it. I thought this isn't working, but you know, <laughs> you know what? It's it's, it's it's worth trying everything at once. Yeah, it's, yeah. First time for everything. Except Evo stick. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so my uh, my go on beer of the podcast mm. um, today. Um, apologies to you, David, because um, I have brought you a stout, yes. um, and this is more by uh, necessity than design because um, I'm not going to bore listeners with my uh, my current state of my um, of my health bracket. It's poor, um, but I've not been able to um, walk very far. So this has come straight out of the crafty beer um, fridges of my local Albert. You've, you've, got, you've got you've got very sort of sort of heavy Carol Beardsley vibes. Hot Geordie nights. <laughs> uh, I would like to also just um, caveat that by saying, you know, my health bracket, it's poor, does not mean dying. So <laughs> yeah. um, if you... Um, I had actually this discussion at work, by the way. Oh, I, I was like, um, someone who's... Um, uh, someone's uh, friend is in is was in hospital for a couple of days. He's okay as well, and then um, and she was like, "What should I bring to the hospital?" And I immediately said, "Grapes." That's the only thing that yeah. everyone brings to a hospital. Yeah, a selection of fruits. It's, it's always grapes, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like to know what you bring to the hospital. <laughs> so if my health deteriorates what I, more, what I what I bring to the hospital is excellent <laughs> quizzing knowledge and <laughs> the ruckus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, as a physical gift, I don't know. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, grapes, probably. Grapes, yeah, yeah. that's good. Grapes, a little bottle of Lucasade. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is from Proud um, Brewery, um, which is uh, really becoming a sort of an up-and-coming sort of uh, thing here. Yeah, they were one of the first to get their kind of n- sort of feet under the craft beer table on uh, Raw Leak. They were yes. very, very early on there. And yeah, by all uh, by all accounts, are are making quite good beer. I've been drinking one of the lagers right now. Um, so this is a Broad's um, Irish Dry Stout. They're mm-hmm. calling Cotel, but Cotel with a C. C. Sotel. Sotel. Um, so I don't know what that the C um, means. I mean, Cotel, of course, in, in Czech means boiler. Um, and this is um, again a five point four. So not like we're not talking Russian Imperial or mm. anything like that. Um, I, I was dressed out, so you would be expecting to um, this to basically be like their go at like Guinness. Um, yeah. Uh, fortunately, it's flattened a little bit out now, and that's definitely not the the beer's fault. That's my pouring fault. But it came through with quite an impressive milkshake, chocolate Nesquik sort of yeah. head on it. Yeah, which sort of a, was quite nice. Yeah, sort of dark, dark brown. Yeah, as you say, slightly milkshakey looking yeah. head. And it is, it is, it is very, very dark. And it's one of those ones where you think, if you lift it up, could you see a bit of colour in it? Nope. It is absolutely yeah. black as they pitch, come. Pitch black. Yeah. It is like a beamish or something I'm drinking like tarmac, that. Drinking tarmac, possibly. Yep, that's it. So um, again, this we're not going to be drinking this maybe in the optimal condition because I left it a little bit too long in the fridge, but um, it should still be an oh, interesting. Either beer. way, here we Cheers. go. Cheers. I think that is great. I really like that. Fully aware this is my sort of beer, yeah. not your sort of beer. Dark I had, chocolate I'm getting. I had two thoughts. Initially, I thought, well, that's fizzier than I thought it was yeah. going to be on the front. There's not a lot of flow. But when it goes down, there's a, there's a sharpness. There's a little kind of sharp little tickle yeah. on the back of your throat. Yeah, and there's a really sort of chocolatey sort of tang to dark, it. Dark, yeah, so like, like a, a tort sort yeah, of filling. like a chocolatey sting to it. Chocolatey sting? <laughs> sting from the massive house! Yeah. A chocolatey sting and all those other shits. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... That's pretty good, I would say. Big of you. Yeah, stout. it really um, is, yeah. And actually, I can't... Um, I might be wrong on the price of this, but if I recall... Because I got it this afternoon, because I had to um, pick something up 
um, from the Zeselkovna. Um, but I believe for a, a can of this is running you 66 crowns. That's good. Which, for, for a beer of that, really is really good. good. Yeah. So I'm going to be buying a few of these um, yeah. for uh, going forward because I think they're really nice. Yeah, yeah. Particularly as, as, uh, as you know, the nights draw in as we approach autumn. It's a good autumnal, wintry pint, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, I mean, I've just... I've said this before. It's it's quite difficult to get a good stout in this country. And that is... That is a good stout. what I yeah. would call a good stout. None of this turbo Russian or London Porter sort of yeah. um, thing that's always like 11% for no reason. And that's why I quite like this. I could see myself having one. I could see myself ordering one of those mm -hmm. on purpose. Yeah. Which is a rare, a rare thing for, for me in for a stout. For you, yes. That yeah. is so really good. Not trying to be too clever yeah, either. Exactly. It's just, it, it does what it does and it does it bloody well. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So knocking it out of the park again. Thanks, Proud. Yep. And we are proud to say we've got one more preview, and it is of Yehlava. Visochina Yehlava on a Friday evening at the beginning of September is a very tempting away day. Also, because you can spread yourself around what is a very open away section and not be near anyone that you don't want to be near. This is, that that's actually very true. Yeah. Yes, indeed, David. For, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Friday night and the lights are low. Looking out for 3-0 Burno. It's <laughs> Visochina Yihlava. And every single time we have done Yihlava away, I have had a terrific time. And not just because of their mascot. Yeah. It's a... Again, we've said it before, we'll say it again, it's a good town, Yihlava. It's a good town, there are great pubs, the stadium is very close to the centre, the a, stadium is a, very close to the bus to get out of Yihlava. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lovely oddity, yeah. everything about it is a lovely oddity. Mm -hmm. There is a bus every hour. If you cannot, for some reason, get the bus, there is a train. Yeah. This will run until one o'clock in the morning. It's just good. <laughs> and we also, you know, um, had the pleasure of seeing, you know, I think, you know, what is Broyovka's most thumping performances mm, as well there. Yes. Which was, I believe, 6-1. It was a... Or was it even 7-1? I can't remember. I think it was but 6, six but it was glorious either way. That was it. That was also one of the weirdest things I've seen at, uh, at a game where, do you remember the ball coming over the, um, uh, coming over to the away section, some guy just pulling out a knife and bursting it? Yeah. Was that? That was also the topless. Yes, that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately for you, me and Pavel, there is still photographic evidence yes, of this yeah. upon our own account. So, yes, yeah, so we will be making the short trip to Visochina. I will certainly be trying to get a half day going to take advantage of this, um, especially because, you know, in, in, in two weeks we should still have decent enough um, weather. You'd hope so. However, we have been caught out up in the mountains before where it's been a yes. nice day, but as soon as the sun starts going down, fuck me, it gets cold quickly. I mean, that was the, yes, that was it. Um, we A cold one actually at Yihlava last time we were there yeah. because it was in February, I think it was. And it was, it, at, at, 
inexplicably on at three o'clock on a Friday. Mm. So we had to uh, had to take the whole day off work. Yeah. And went up in sort of watery sunshine and we were like, hey, yeah. this isn't too bad. You get up there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we met uh, an iguana that day. We did as meet. As well, called Agata. Yeah, and uh, we also had beer delivered to us by the beer delivering you're, woman because you're the bar too, wasn't open. Yeah, you're just too good to be true. Can't wait to get pints yeah, of off you. you. Yeah. You seem like heaven to touch. I want to drink pints so much. That was a, yes, and it was a 1-0 Burnow. Um, I think it was 1-0 Burnow or 2-0 Burnow. I can't remember, but we won anyway. it was bloody cold. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll um, uh, get a similar result. Um, and they've, you know, fairly flown out of the traps this they time have. out, Yihlava. Freewheeling Yihlava. This is it, yes. Um, they've settled a little bit now. They've had a loss to Dukla. A lot of teams are losing to Dukla. And uh, a draw with Trudim. And... Fool us, we had pretty much said that they're going to be in for a real tough season, Rudim, but they have... Oh, we forgot um, about Fila. This is it, yeah, and um, also now Tommel. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. they had a thumping win against Prostyov. I think they put six past Prostyov after um, looking really poor against us. So, um, yeah, so Yiklava, though, currently fourth in the table. They're three points off the league leaders, which are, of course, Vishkov. Um, early days... And I'm not one to make bold predictions, David, or bold statements. But is this an Be indication <laughs> of a renaissance of football in Visochina? With Yehlava and... Yehlava. Yehlava. Um, no, so <laughs> that is literally it, isn't it? Yeah. I thought I was forgetting somebody, but that is literally no, the only no, team in Visochina. No, pretty much. Zdas. <laughs> well, um, yeah. But, I mean, the only sort of, you know, decent team in Visochina. Yeah. Um, I mean, saying that, they survived relegation by two points. Um, survived it though yes um, they look likely to be relegated for large parts of last season um, they also have a tendency and uh, you know this could easily happen here again where they'll just go and completely tail off for long stretches of seasons um, listeners will remember the collapse a few years ago um, after the um, the pause due to um, COVID um, where they had a pretty big lead on Zbrojovka in one of the last um, playoff places. And then they decided to go winless in seven and get two points from a possible 21, um, which arguably could have possibly even cost them a, a title. I wouldn't go that far myself. Um, during that same run, Zbrojovka took 17 points and were undefeated. Mm. So it really allowed us to rally and get, um, you know, get promoted, actually. Um, that was part of a remarkable run, which I don't think we're going to see again, at least maybe with this team. Whereas Borovka played 17 games, won 14 and drew three. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was good. I did enjoy that. It, it was good. I mean, I would have enjoyed it more if I could actually have gone to the stadium to enjoy it. Mm. But um, still, that was good. Um, and that got me reminiscing a little bit, David. So, you know, these are the days as well for Yichlava where you had Stanislav Klobasa scoring oh, yeah. 17 goals. Um, he was very unlucky with injury. Um, I was actually reading a article today um, from last year, which was, you know, whatever happened to uh, Standa Klobasa? Because he, um, he retired at 27. He did. Didn't he go into law in Austria? So what he does now is, yeah, so he played a little bit in the amateur league in Austria. Mm -hmm. And he still plays a little bit of amateur football now because obviously, you know, when you're that age as well, you still love the game. Yeah. Um, so he works, I believe, in some sort of financial role now. Right, yeah. I knew he'd gone into some sort of office job. I thought it was law. But mm -hmm. yeah, he's in Austria though, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so, so Prague, I believe. I think he was Oh, back, okay. So, um, All right, fair enough. 
But, but I mean, maybe I didn't read that article very well enough. It was during my uh, lunch break. Um, and do you want... To, I found this was fun. This was fun. That season, when he scored um, 17 goals, that had, I can't say Yihlava. There we go. Yihlava's uh, leader in assists was a Mr. Tomasz Smekal. Oh, there he is, look. Mm-hmm. We have quite a few crossovers because um, Lukas Zobale... Yeah, of course, so would so. would always come back and score against us. Yeah. Laura the X with uh, yeah, and he big, was he was the top scorer. Yeah, he was the top scorer for Yulava the season before, uh-huh. I believe, um, as well. So there you go, because after that collapse, there was this this whole fire sale and yeah, um, right, yeah. overhaul of the squad, and and you know they didn't really recover properly, and they they look bang average. Um, so maybe until now. Um, 19-year-old uh, attacking midfielder Lukas Fila mm-hmm. is leading them with goals. That's six and seven for him, including a hat-trick against Tabor. Yep. As discussed, Tabor, difficult team to play this season. And we have um, Justin Arojo-Wilson. He's Canadian-born. He has three under-17 caps for Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, he's um, yeah, he's off the mark as our centre-forward with three goals. Beautiful. Three under seventeen caps for Trinidad and Tobago. You love to see He's it. He's not exactly a Jason Scotland just yet, but um, there you go. Um, this was a real curiosity. Um, so in the cup, I don't think they're going to be playing him um, more than this. I'm not sure though. Uh, I also didn't really check. Um, they played number sixty six Andre Mastny in goal, mm-hmm. um, and they he came on a free from Manchester United. He'd, I knew I recognised that name. Under 21. Yes, I knew I recognised that name. Yeah, so he played a handful of games with them and he had a loan spell at Northern Irish side, Par Down. Who? Um, <laughs> par Down. Porter Down. Right. But they said, Par Down. I can't really do it. Uh, it's a lot better. Par Down. A lot better than me. If you would like to complain about those accents, it's Boreovcast at, at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, so I don't really know what happened there. Um, other transfers included Emir Tombol, a centre-back from Juventus. Zurich, they're in the fourth league uh, <laughs> of Swiss football. <laughs> um, they haven't really done much transfer activity otherwise. Um, Wojciech Kristjal, mm-hmm. Billy Crystal, um, who is, um, he was quite a good um, right-back for them, I thought. I didn't mind him. Um, he's gone to Sigma all the much, so he's got his move yep. up the top. Um I've now put down, <laughs> I've put down on my notes that a decent attacking side swashbuckling in places. Right. They put six past Sigma B. They came two down, two draw three each with Rudium. They can actually get in and about. And that's a little bit different than I usually recall a, um, a Yihlava side who tend to be, um, you know, um, quite formulaic, one might say, yeah. in, in just their, you know, sort of um, starting, um, you know, shape and things like that. But they look like they're playing with a little bit of shackles off. And why wouldn't you, really, for a league like this? It's, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's all just a bit of fun, isn't it, guys? So, yeah, hoping that we're uh, going to get a result there um, as well. But whatever happens, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a good time. Because I love going to East Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hope, hopefully the, that uh, uh, swash will be unbuckled and we will... Uh, or, or buckled. Swash. Mm. Yeah, hopefully the swash will be buckled, which means they will be playing well. So if they unbuckle their swash, they're not playing well. Hopefully the swash yeah. is unbuckled and we can go there and win. But it yeah. will be good to see a like a decent game of football as well because it's been yeah. a long time since I feel like I've seen one. Yeah, I just hope my knee is fixed in time because yeah. otherwise it's going to be quite comfortable to stand for 90 minutes. Mm. And those bucket seats, boy, they're not very good. Yeah, in fact, you'll have knee clava. 
that's almost as bad as the the, the burner guy going prostate off. Yeah. <laughs> as if as that's the biggest insult in the world. Mm. Nihlava. Nihlava, like someone from the Newcastle going to uh, not going to Visochina. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Took me a while. Anyway, oh dear, dear me. Oh well, that, actually, what was quite a fun episode has ended on that unfortunate note. That wasn't listener. Fun, that was, well, did, you know. you, did you ever hear that? Um, I think Phil Jupiter's told this uh, that joke. You know the joke about the uh, about the Geordie uh, General Custer's last stand. No. And then he's um, so it's it's this Geordie and General Custer, and you know they've got the the last stand, you know, and then they're um, you know the troops are marching over right. there and. Uh, and Custer's like, you know, like sent to the distance, and it's, it says, Geordie, they're playing war drums. And Geordie goes, They're robbing bastards! <laughs> playing war drums. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you next time. Bye. Please.